two people seen on there. <laughs> what? Uh, coach from Survivor was also oh, on that yeah. leaked. Yep, I remember <laughs> Coach for sure. Because I remember you. I think you like distinctly mentioned Coach to me when we talked about it because you were so pumped about Coach. I thought that was, I thought I was so funny when I tweeted oh. that. I was like, "This is the funniest thing ever" because it's like just a the worst players of Big Brother in my opinion, and then just like Coach from Survivor, <laughs> <laughs> who's not objectively is not a bad player, but. No, he's not. I just think he's the funniest person to bring into the Big Brother house. <laughs> and young Sheldon again. <laughs> young Sheldon got robbed. If you're if you're talking about legends that deserve to be on, he should have been the neighbor. Le- young Sheldon should have been the neighbor, the All Star neighbor. Tonight. That would have been really funny. And I'm not gonna lie to you. Doctor Will made me happy because I didn't think it, I, I thought there was no chance it would be him. But young Sheldon would have been better, objectively. Yeah. Can you just imagine him, like, coming out there, like, in his, like, stupid little button-up and just being, like, Bazinga. Does he come out, like, in character? I don't know. I've never watched Young Sheldon. (laughs) Who do you think I am? What is this? That's probably, honestly, it's probably, like, a season finale, like, cliffhanger, like, the origin of the word, like, where he's, like, I need need to catch you. Like, that's probably a big draw to the show. Cause like that that whole show, I'm again, I have not seen it, so I, I'm assuming it's just like one big origin story to explain every detail of Sheldon's life, which the Bazinga is the only detail I know about his life. And he's a pretty simple character, so that's like a weird thing to, I don't know. Uh, it's a very weird thing. Like I, I could go on and on about like who asked for the show Young Sheldon to be made. That being said, I'm pretty sure my parents watched it. Well, that's that's the crazy thing is CBS is still like the number one TV network. Like Big Bang Theory is like the number one watch show. I mean, it's not on anymore, but it was. So like people watch it. I watched Big Bang Theory for a while. It wasn't bad. I just got over the characters. Like you have to have enough good characters that I enjoy for me to stick around and they just didn't. Yeah, I, 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 yeah, I, I think because it's so like, like TV sitcom trope, like they just kind of stick to it. I think that's what people like about it, because I think like if you're watching like a sitcom, like a modern sitcom, like I don't know on Netflix or something, it's gonna be a little more like, um, I don't know, take a lot of more creative liberties in the way that TV shows are done, and I think Big Bang Theory is very like traditional in the sense like. Every week we'll have a 30-minute episode. They're going to get into some hijinks. You'll hear the laugh track, and that's just how it goes. And people people still like that. Mm-hmm. Fair enough. Always want to do a deep dive into <laughs> young Sheldon and the way that CBS creates their TV Welcome. shows. <laughs> Welcome to Not Came All Personal, everyone. <laughs> All right, let's, uh, we let's don't always do that. It's not week. the sitcom of the week that we take a deep dive into and try to find Big Brother players. No, you're, you just came on a special night. Should that be my new segment? Because I'll do it. Just take a deep dive into a CBS comedy. I'll find a TV show with a Big Brother player that pops in for some reason. Mm. It might be Big Brother sometimes, but I'll look. I I know of a couple other Big Brother alum that have done cameos on shows. Boogie and Seinfeld. Seen that one. Yeah, and then Janelle, I think, was in Friends at one point. Oh, was she? Uh, maybe. That doesn't feel did like the Did she play Rachel? Would... Yeah, she did. <laughs> stupid <laughs> okay let's get into this week 
Uh, I got a lot to talk about. Spoilers off the top. So just tune in if you haven't listened to this episode. I'm going to give a really, really quick rundown of the events this week, and then we'll obviously get more into the specifics of a lot of them. Uh, but last week, the episode ended. Uh, we did not get an HOH by the time we finished recording our last week's episode. Um, but the HOH was Memphis, the first person to win HOH twice this season. Congratulations to, as we like to say, Memphis. And his family. And he... Yeah, and his family. River. River. Yep. River. Happy birthday, River. I'm just assuming it's his birthday at some point. I think he said happy uh, birthday, River, tonight. We got a couple birthday shots tonight. Uh, Julie shouted out her son's birthday. That's who she was Charlie. responding to when he when he said shouted out happy birthday. I think it was to River. I could be wrong. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Anyways, he won. Do you want me to Google it? I'll Google it. You Google it real quick. Let me know. Um, he wanted to backdoor David, surprise, surprise, and in doing so, part of the plan was to nominate Davon and Kevin to try to backdoor David. Uh, Tyler wins the veto. Tyler does not use the veto due to events and reads that I definitely want to get into. And then Davon goes home tonight with a vote of five to two. Five to two. At the end of the episode, we saw the new twist, which we are absolutely getting into. Dr. Will moved in next door. He, like, lives there now. I heard he's, like, paying them rent to, like, literally rent out that apartment. It's pretty pricey. And the new twist is that you can choose money or power or prizes and power. Something like that for the next HOH and VO competition. And then Julie let us know that next Thursday we see a triple eviction. Never been done in Big Brother before. At least the U.S. version. I don't know what other versions do. They're crazy. Who needs them? That being said, I want to watch Big Brother Canada. Anyways. Yeah, we got to get into that because apparently it's still good. Unlike Big Brother U.S. seems to not be as good as it used to be. I don't know. You nailed that, man. <laughs> so it's not River's birthday. River's birthday is in April. Half birthday? No, half birthday would be next month. Ooh, good math. All right. Where should we begin today? Uh, good question. <laughs> Let's start with the eviction. Uh, just in tribute of Davon. A truly iconic player. Not always a great player. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to keep player? saying that. Uh, she she had great reads when she called out the twins in season 17. Remember that? She called that they were twins. She has great reads because of that single moment. Is that really what people point to as like the big thing? I mean, that uh, that's that, not small. It's not a small thing. That's tough to see, I think, but... She pays attention that, to people, but that is a that is a very big moment that people point to when talking about her reads. Fair enough, fair enough. This this was supposed to be a time to celebrate Davon, so I apologize. Yeah, no, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> I do appreciate her as a person. Um, I just don't, I don't think she's a good player, and I think, uh, mm, I feel like in a way, a lot of the issues with this season and it being boring could be pointed to her 
because I think in her like her, a lot of her bad reads haven't been good, but also she has refused to really align with the other side of the house. And I think if she had decided like I'm going to work with Janelle and Kaser way back when, they, I still don't th- know if they would have won any competitions. But I think it would have been less of a slaughter. I think I don't know. You know yeah. what I mean? Like it just it feels mm-hmm. like it was constantly her and the people that were around her, not just her. But it it, do, it just feels like she didn't do much the whole season. She's blamed right. people and accused yeah. people of things and chose not to win a competition because that's the only reason she's being kept around, even though not winning a competition isn't going to help her get into any good position if there is a big... Like, it, just a lot of her logic just bothers me. I don't know. But she's a good person. Good player. <laughs> I really did yeah. start off that statement intending it to be a positive thing. I, I swear, I did. <laughs> it just kind of naturally turned. Yeah, no, no. I mean, as we've seen on many seasons before, both can be true. Like, mm-hmm. you can be a good person and be a bad player. It happens all the time. Some more of often the than worst not, players are good. I don't people. know. More often than not, but yeah, we will have to do a deep dive on bad players and the correlation of their good or bad personality. But. Devon is a <laughs> no. I enjoyed her. She, uh, her. Are you there? Are you saying things? You like froze up. Oh, you like completely froze. Are you there now? Okay, yeah, I'm here there now. I was waiting for it. Like you were freezing up too, so I was waiting. Oh, okay, now for you. Okay, <laughs> we're good. All right. But no, Devon, uh, she, I did really enjoy her speech tonight, um, her, which was very long. And when it got to Kevin and Julie's like, okay, hurry up, Kevin, we're on live TV. I was like, okay, what the heck? Like, but you know, whatever. I, I get it. <laughs> um, but I, I thought it was a very well worded speech because I think like a lot of what she has been talking about this season was really well articulated in this speech. Um, Again, we we keep on talking about it, but it's because it's such a big issue. But like the race issue within Big Brother and the lack of, I guess, full diversity. I don't know what you would call it because again, it feels like they kind of just check off their boxes to bring them on. Um, but Davon made that a very big point of why she's playing this season, and so I thought the way she worded it, listing off some legends tonight. Um, of black women who have played before um i thought it was awesome and then i loved finishing up the part where she's like hey when i voted for nicole to win in season 18 is because she stabbed me in the front so i'm gonna pay attention to who stabbed me in the back tonight and take that to the jury house i loved that and then i loved what happened after that which we can get into a little bit later but overall i was like that's a very good way of like putting it you know like that's that's really what it is like yeah it's okay if you vote me out, but just be upfront about it. Um, so it's going to be interesting to see <laughs> how it goes. But no, she was definitely, I think, for a lot of people, the last bit of hope for this season, depending on how you view it. Because I think people who are sick of the committee, which it feels like there's quite a bit of them out there, um, were really rooting for her. And I think like this was just going to happen. Like I don't think there's much she could have done. I don't know if aligning with Janelle and Kaser early on would have even helped that much, but I think like this season just the alliance that is running the house has full control. And it didn't matter if she threw the competition. It didn't matter if she won the veto that one week. She was always going to be a target, and she was just next in line. 
And if it wasn't this week, it'd be the next week. Like, I don't think they were going to let her get that far. And I think she was correct in her assessment of Kevin. Like, he's a much better puppet than she is. And so it makes sense why they want to keep him because he's less likely to blow up games like she is. So, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Everything. Yeah, her speech was really good. Um, Yeah, I mean, she'll be missed. It'll be interesting to see how the rest of the season goes because I, I don't know who's like the next big target honestly yeah I guess we'll have to see I mean there's definitely seeds of possible targets but again I'm not sure how much I'm just being teased by like the edit here because every week it's like ooh, is this are people gonna start to turn and you know maybe there's new targets I don't know if it's true well things are about to get real mixed up this next week no matter what like this is the opportunity to take shots and people are gonna do it Yes, you're right. I yeah. Okay, we we shouldn't talk about the triple eviction yet. We gotta wait. No, nope, we should get into that later. So, do you want to just go back to the beginning of the week and start there? Work chronologically. Yeah, let's do that. Let's do it. So, I think from the top, the first big thing we saw is the conversation about who flipped when everybody just decided that it was David, which their logic wasn't unreasonable but like this is one of those situations where it's like you just decide like you it felt like a self-fulfilling prophecy where they were like no it's going to be him if anybody screws us over and so they decided that it was him even though nicole i don't know has clearly been a part of the larger alliance maybe i was wrong i don't know it just felt like they were so certain and they kept like davon wanted him to say it a very specific like very specifically say i voted to evict Tyler in the last vote on this date. Like she wanted him to just like laid out, lay out everything so he couldn't hide behind any technicality, but it didn't feel like she didn't needed that from anyone else. Yep. Nope. I think you're exactly right. And I think Kevin actually in tonight's episode said it best when he kind of came over to the side of like, maybe David's telling the truth, which uh, surprise, surprise, there's another wall yeller this week, which apparently spoiled that. So on tonight's episode, when Kevin came to that realization, that wasn't actually his own realization. No. Nope. But anyways, what he said in the DR was that David lied about his power, yes. And I think they used that at first to be like, oh, he's a liar. He's lied to us before. But then Kevin was like, lying about a power isn't that big of a deal. Lying about a vote is pretty diabolical, and I don't think David has that in him. Yeah. Like, yes, Kevin, you're correct. David, the only thing David did, like, directly against you was lie about his power, which is something almost anyone would do, mm-hmm. especially someone who's not closely aligned. Like, you're not aligned with David, so why would he tell you about his power? Yeah. And, yeah, like, he gave them no reason not to believe him. I think Davon just really wanted this narrative of like me and Nicole are reunited and we're on good terms now. And she wanted that to the point where she was believing things that just clearly were not true because I think she wanted that, uh, that arc in their relationship, I suppose. Yeah. She was definitely there for the story of being on big brother, all stars as opposed to like actually playing the game to win the game. You know what I mean? Like in even she wanted the story like, oh yes, we I made up with Nicole and that was that was a beautiful moment, but also we have a black winner and like all of these different nit points in this narrative of being back 
and playing Big Brother All-Stars. And those things aren't necessarily bad, obviously. But she was more focused on that overall story and also, like, how she is framed as a person and making sure that she's not framed as, like, the angry black woman, which, once again, not a bad thing, not a bad mentality and thing to to avoid because you don't want to paint. Um, you just want to be in a, painted in a good light. So, like, but it was all this, like, trying to create the narrative that she wanted as opposed to just trying to win the game, which, was it bad? Sure. I don't know. Did she achieve what she wanted? Maybe. But that's just what it felt like all season to me. Yeah, I completely agree. It's almost like she got ahead of herself and was looking at it back, like, as, hey, let me look at this season back and see, like, what this means for me as a person or how I... But, like, well, you're never going to get to that point. you got to play now, you know? And mm-hmm. I think that's an issue with a lot of, like, Modern Big Brother in general because I think a lot of players play from the perspective of, like, how am I going to be viewed at the very end of this season where it's like, you got to get to the end of the season first. Yeah. And, yeah, so I don't think it's just a her issue, but you're absolutely right. She was very focused on what this meant for her to play in All-Stars. But, yeah, David. Poor David. (laughs) Yeah, I kind of started to feel bad for him this week, honestly. Like, he brought it on himself. Like, it's it's not not his fault. But it's like he, he really didn't do it, but he's so bad lying that when he's mm-hmm. telling the truth, it feels like he's he's just as bad at telling the truth as he is at lying. Like he just doesn't know how to communicate with these people and yes. tell them things. He he struggles to like build those relationships. Mm-hmm. And you you need a bond with someone, and I don't think he has figured out yet how to do that. But yeah, when I was watching Sunday's episode, because this was like the majority of Sunday's episode. We mm-hmm. saw little to nothing about Memphis's plan to get him out, other than he had a plan, and that was it. I like I did not like this episode. It made no. me very uncomfortable because, again, like I mean, Davon said tonight, like she said, like the one thing is like she knows that she's black, David's black, so she doesn't want to frame him for something he didn't do. But then this whole episode, we see like Danny and Nicole trying to do that, and it just made me like, and this is I started to get like really. I don't know. Like, I thought a lot about it because I think, like, when I was watching it, it was like, this is a great move on their part, in a way. I don't think it turned out that well, but, like, as far as Sunday's episode go, I was like, wow, like, Danny and Nicole are, did a great job because they didn't want they didn't want Danny to break a tie, get blood on her hands. They Nicole did a vote, and she was able to convince them it was someone else. Like, I love these moves in any other circumstance, but right now it just feels gross to me. <laughs> yeah. And I can't justify why, because like, again, if it wasn't for like this situation, I'd probably ruin it. Huh? But I'm like, I don't, I'm not enjoying watching this right now. And I just feel like a terrible person for even like witnessing this. I think it's because day has been so adamant about this narrative that she wants to show. And so it feels gross when it's like, she's accusing him of something that he didn't do. You know what I mean? Like, it just feels, it's just like, oh, come on, no day. Like, he didn't do it. And you just, you're being fooled and you don't realize it. And you're, you like look, I don't know, you look like you don't know what you're talking about. But yeah, and I, and I want, like, I want her to do well. And mm-hmm. so, like, it makes me mad that Danny and Nicole are outsmarting her. It makes me, like, so frustrated that she looks like, like a terrible player by mm-hmm. calling off these completely wrong reads. And it makes me mad that, like, David is now the victim, and they're just kind of, like, pinning this on him to make his experience even worse. And I'm just like, ugh. Again, 
I get it. In previous seasons, I would like congratulate like Danny and Nicole, like, wow, they're doing great. They're manipulative. Yeah. They're blah, blah, blah. But like right now, I just, I'm not into it. And I, I can't justify why. So I'm probably a hypocrite for that, but whatever. They're the villains right now, I think, for most people. And that's probably where it comes from. Like every season has their villains and it's it's those two right now. Um, but moving on, unless you had anything else for that. No, I mean, I think it might come up later because I think that was a big narrative throughout the whole week mm-hmm. as far as like Danny and Nicole. But I, I think as far as like that goes, that's, mm-hmm. <laughs> that's kind of it. So Memphis ha- nominates, uh, like we said, Kevin and Davon with the intent of backdooring David. Uh, doesn't tell anyone, but then once not uh, veto nomination or veto players are selected, he's like, "Oh, these are the people that are playing. Sweet, we can do what I wanted to do, and we can backdoor David." And then tells everybody and kind of tells them, "You have to throw the competition to me or Davon or Kevin." What are yeah. your thoughts on this? Does it feel like he's going on another power trip? What? What? Where do you, Where do you go? Land on this? Well, I think a lot of it comes down to the actual picking of the players, um, which I got to give credit to Tyler here because he picked up on it pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. Uh, David, not David, sorry. Devon and Kevin did not pick David. They picked Danny and Nicole. And this is where I think Danny and Nicole's plan started to go south because, like, yes, they wanted to kind of pull Devon and Kevin in and be like, hey, we we were going to vote to – Vic Tyler and all these things, but now Kevin and Davon are making it very public that they like Danny and Nicole. So that's where it's like, ooh, this plan might have gone too far because Tyler picks up on that and is like, hey, like they're not picking David. David's on his own. And so I do think that there was a lot that wasn't shown in the episode with Memphis's decision to want to get them to throw it. But I do think that this played into it a little bit more because at first that's like, that's a dumb plan. Like, why would he need them to throw it? Like, if they win, don't like, they'll do his plan. You know what I mean? Like, Tyler could have won it. it like, it, um, like, okay, so if we're imagining them all in this alliance, which they are, it doesn't matter which one of them wins it. But I think that because Tyler and Memphis were now starting to be concerned about Danny and Nicole being too close to Davon... I'm pretty sure that's why Memphis started to be like, hey, let's throw this, let's throw this, let's throw this. I don't know if that's true, but that makes more sense to me than for him to be like, I just want to win it, I just want to win it. I would disagree, but I think that's just based on how it was edited. Because the way it was edited, it felt like Memphis didn't decide that uh, Kevin and Devon were going to be an issue until after the veto was actually played. I think the reason that he was trying to get them to throw it was because he... I honestly think he liked the idea of being able to one, be the one to seal David's fate. Like, I think he wanted to win it to take someone off to put David up just because he wanted to be the one to do it. He was like, I'll get the blood on my hands. You guys don't have to worry about it. And everybody's so worried about that. I think he was like, hey, don't worry about it. I'll get the blood on my hands. Just go ahead and throw it. It's fine. Not a big deal. Um... Yeah, I, I just, I, I don't know. I don't think, I think Tyler really opened his eyes to what was going on there and that Nicole and Danny might be working with them in some capacity. At least, but that's the way that it was shown to me in the show. So I, I guess I don't know for sure where that fell in the event of everything. Yeah, so, yeah, because I, I think it was a little different and I'm not 100% sure because I don't keep up that early with the live feeds. 
Um, but to my understanding, like the decision to keep David was made even before the veto was played. And so like in the episode, mm. we saw Tyler and Memphis have that conversation um, after the veto. And it was really like all Tyler that convinced him. Um, but it was also Cody and Enzo. They were all in Memphis's ear. So before like any of this, like basically as soon as Memphis is like, I want David out, they were all like, no. Like, we're not going to do that. And there was even points where they're like, if David's up next to Kevin, we're going to vote Kevin out. If they, like, And so I think they actually all kind of cornered Memphis in this position. And mm-hmm. that's like, so that's not to downplay Tyler's role in this, because I think Tyler definitely had the biggest hand in swaying Memphis away from that. Um, but yeah, the, the, or, the timeline is a little choppy. And of course, like, yes, the edit episode isn't always going to be like the exact way that things happened um so i can't i can't confidently say what happened first but it's a little it's a little uh a little messy there all right fair enough yeah it i'm i hate that i can't have confidence in the timeline of the way of like how everything happens in the show but it just feels like so often that we're just given the narrative that they want to give us which understandable like you got to do what you got to do um since Tyler doesn't use it, not particularly surprising. Uh, what do you think of them blaming the veto last week for the reason for nominations? That Davon used it on Kevin, and that's the reason that they um, nominated those two. Did you think that was a fair nomination? I feel like there was conversation of like, oh, of course they would blame that. Like, that's not the real reason. They were going to do it anyways, all this stuff. I mean, yeah, I, I definitely agree with that. I think that... I think her winning the veto gave them a easy excuse. Um, yeah, and me and Nick actually talked about this a lot last week of like why because they were because last week it was frustrating because the narrative was like in the house was like Davon why'd you win the veto that wasn't good for your game blah 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 and it was like it is good for her game they just think it's not because it doesn't benefit their game so I think like. Because they've been talking for weeks to get Davon out before she won the veto. So that leads mm-hmm. me to believe, like, okay, so her winning the veto didn't actually make a difference how big of a target she was. You always wanted her out. I just think this gave them more of a reason to and an excuse for when she asks. So, like, if anything, like, okay, sure, maybe that did hurt her game. Um, I think I brought out this example last week. If not, I'll just say it again. But I think this always brings me back to bailey in season 20 when she had the power app and that was like oh she has a power app we're gonna get her out they 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 wanted her out before they found out about her power app but now this gave them like something that was like public knowledge so they because like sometimes like if i want to vote you out i need a reason to because if i just do it for no reason that seems like stupid or people are gonna but like now that i have a reason to surely you understand like davon you won the veto you can't be mad at me look at it like you're you know so i think if anything that kind of screwed her but no i think she was always a target yeah i i think that's just part of the game to me like you you have to find a reason to get rid of someone like no matter what and you see it across the game throughout this entire thing like you're constantly trying to justify the reason that you would be attacking this person because you have to explain it to everybody. So I don't. It bothers me when I see people that are frustrated about not maybe not bothers me, but it, it confuses me when people are frustrated. Like, oh, that's such a stupid reason to nominate someone, or why do they keep saying that? That's obviously not the truth because that's the point. Like, you're supposed to find a reason to nominate someone 
to explain it to everyone so you don't look like you're just attacking someone for fun. Like, that's just how it is. So, to me, yeah, it's just good gameplay if you're able to create reasons to nominate people. My biggest example has been, for a while, back in uh, Winners at War when Yule made up the Poker Alliance. Which, like, that was a thing, and they were probably all working together, but he was able to put a name to it and, like, give a backstory to it, and therefore the Poker Alliance was enemy number one. And out of nowhere. And it was frustrating because I liked all the players, but it, it, it was, like, a genius move. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think I think the difference that I find sometimes is I think players have to be careful of not being too hypocritical in that logic. Because if you're going to use the example of Devon winning the veto to go after her, you should probably be consistent with it all around. Because like there's a lot of other people that have won the veto that you're not going after. And so to me, it doesn't really feel like it fits a good narrative to be like, you won the veto, so I'm going to nominate you. It's like, what? Like that, you should be nominating half the house at that point. Um, And then the other issue I just have is like, I'd be more okay with it if players were more upfront about it. It's Mm -hmm. like, hey, she won this veto, so now I'm going to use this to not, but it feels like they're so either not self-aware or just not even honest, like not even in the DR. Like, just be honest and be like, hey, I don't really have a good reason. Like, I just need to get her out, so this gives me a good reason to do that. But, like, they honestly thought that her using the veto was bad for her game. Like, her saving Kevin from the block was bad for her game. And, like, it just, it it wasn't. And I don't know how, like, I don't know. Like, I I wish players had the self-awareness to be like, hey, that was a really good move for them. It's a bad move for me, and I wish they wouldn't have done it, but it's a good move for them. But they don't—they don't even like acknowledge that. So I think that's the frustration I feel. They only acknowledge that when they get her. voted out. Yeah, like that's yep, all the time. Exactly. Like, Great game for, move for them. Yeah, I, I see what you're saying. I definitely do. I think I wonder how much of that is CBS or the producers not wanting like them to. Because they're like sometimes it felt feels like they're fed reasons to do what they did or reasons to nominate the people that they did. Or to like explain it in a different way. Sometimes it doesn't feel like a fully genuine reason or maybe they're not, they're like asked not to. I don't know. I could be making that up. I guess I have no reasoning to think that's the truth or. Well, there was a conversation with Danny and Cody. Um, I don't know if this made episode, but it was last week. It was at least on the live feeds. Um, And it was when Davon was going to use the veto on Kevin and Danny came to Cody. He's like, Hey, she's going to use the veto. And Cody's like, what? No, no, she's not. No, she, she can't. Mm. And then Danny was like, like, Cody, like, this is a good move for her, so it makes sense. He's like, no, it's not. This isn't a good move for her. This is a bad move. Like, if she does this, we're going to come after her. It's a bad move for her. How does she – and Danny's like, no, no, it's a good move. Like, like Danny understood at that moment. Like, I get why she's using the veto because Kevin is her ally. And then Cody's like, that doesn't make any sense. So it's like, how can you not I think it doesn't make that? sense because saving someone else creates, like, oh, there's a bond there that needs to be broken up, which – Honestly, like, yeah, probably, but, like, there's obviously a lot of bonds throughout the house, and you, like, Cody would save Enzo, Cody would save Nicole, like, Cody would save a couple people, but going out and actually doing it is putting yourself, like, oh, look, these two are for sure an alliance, which is a part of the reason that I thought, like, yeah, that makes sense, put those two up if they're both going to be saving each other off the block, let's put them both up, that makes sense, it's a logical game move to me, you know? But I understand yeah. what you mean. Like, yes, it's a good move on her part to have Kevin still in the game. So. 
Yeah, it's also just not really logical in the sense of like Davon and Kevin are not the power duo you need to be worrying about. Like they're like yes, each of them have won a veto this season, but they have no power. Yeah, and for the people who are in this power alliance, you know where the power is. Mm-hmm. So I don't understand why you think like they're the biggest threats. If you just want to get out extra numbers to keep your alliance safe, that's great. But don't don't lie and say that they're this power alliance mm-hmm. or this power duo because they're not. And you know that. Like you know that they're not a threat to you, other than starting drama. But don't act like they're gonna vetoes. Yeah, don't act like that's gonna destroy your game. Nathan. They won two You're vetoes. Right. You're right. What is How that? How did we get on that? Twenty eight percent of the vetoes? <laughs> I don't know how we got in this conversation. <laughs> oh, where were we? We were talking about the veto. Yeah. Tyler doesn't use the veto. Nope. Um, okay, so are we just on tonight's episode? Yes, yeah, so I guess. Uh, there wasn't much more in there, I guess. You want to you wanna talk about the live feeds this week for a bit? Yeah. As in lack of live feeds? I you heard about, about that, that going yeah. on. 22 hours. 22 hours of just nothing. I I don't know this to be true, but I got to imagine that's one of, if not the longest, like the live feeds have been out for reasons that we don't even know right now. Like there has been nothing to be like, this is the reason they're out. Uh, was right, right, now, right the after the wall yeller? Well, yes. That's what I was going to say. That's the assumption is that it started with the wall yeller, which I haven't even seen. Like, I don't know if there's video of it. I probably could have looked it up but uh that's the assumption and i think it's mostly going off of people have talked about it i know david pretty much straight up said today on the live feeds what the wall yeller said um which was that nicole and danny are playing devon so that's fun and again that's why kevin all of a sudden has realization i think david's telling the truth i, I think i'm onto something good read kevin no i think Took he just pieced that together wall. already he just heard somebody else say it and like verify. It, it took it took somebody getting past CBS security and shutting down the live feeds for twenty two hours in order for you to read what was right in front of you. Good job. I still think it was just producers that are going out and yelling because they're sick of this season. But we don't need to get into that conspiracy theory again. <laughs> yeah. I have no basis for that. That's just what I believe. Uh, it's like we've been trying to give them hints in the DR and they're not following. So we got to get a megaphone and just go out there and do it ourselves. Pretend that we're But even up. after they did that, they did that. Like the first wall yeller, I don't know if it was the first, but one of, like the big one this season was Cody and Nicole. Nobody has done anything with that. Mm-mm. Nobody has done anything with the fact that the wall yeller said that Cody and Nicole are playing everyone. Nobody cares. They're like, oh, interesting. Oh, but I just talked to Cody, so I, I think I think they don't know what they're talking about. Yeah, I think I'm good. I think I'm good. We don't need to worry about it. So uh, yeah, so all that to say, the feeds were down, and it's been crazy, and everyone's been scrambling to catch up what they missed, which doesn't feel like a lot, but we'll never know. Mm-hmm. That's all I got. Yeah, I don't know. I just I just <laughs> read about it today, to and there was like this uh, dude that like had a couple theories. I think. I think it was on Reddit, and it was re- talking about, like, oh, we haven't had it for 24 hours. Here's what we know, and here's some theories that I have. And some of them were just absurd, like, jokingly funny. So that was really good, uh, entertaining. Well, there, there were while they were down, there was all sorts of rumors that, like, one of them got COVID and got evacuated. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, all sorts of stuff. I think, one, like, a strong theory now is that 
one of the crew members got COVID, and so therefore they just needed to like figure it out. So they were short staffed, mm. uh, which would make more sense to me. But like, I can't think of because even if it was like a big fight that they wanted to censor a wall yeller, like twenty two hours, that's like like that's a significant issue to not have the feeds on. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I just, I don't know. I feel like they're protecting them a lot too, so I, I don't, it could really be anything. Uh, Maybe it was just a 22-hour fight. I'm a little annoyed that we didn't get to see any of that tonight in the episode then. <laughs> that would have been fun to see. There was almost like nothing in the episode even hinting that anything happened this week. So That's true. Other than Kevin's read. Yeah, that's all. Um, tonight in the episode, what do we want to go over? You want to talk about the wise guy a lot? The wise guys alliance. I do. Yeah. I was actually curious because this was something that he he planned it like last week. Um, after he won a HOH, so I was curious when they would put in the episode. But yeah, basically we have two final threes, both of them including Enzo and Memphis. And then they have an alternate one with Cody and one with Christmas. Yeah. It's something new. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's a great situation for all of the parties involved, I think. Even if, like, it's not a big alliance, like, the alliance that they, they go back to and it's their number one, like, to, for, I feel like for Cody, like, I, the first person that it stood out to me, like, this is really good for you, for Cody... Because then Cody has a reason to say, no, we should keep like keep Enzo around with Memphis. Because I feel like Memphis is so focused on the committee, and so is Christmas. So like having a reason to like for Cody and Memphis to be like, no, Enzo needs to be around to, is having this trio. And I feel like that's a very positive thing. Um, and now Christmas also wants Enzo around. So like it's it's this interesting. This six is turning into a seven without turning into a seven, and it's very interesting to watch that happen. Well, I feel like it's always been a seven, but just yeah. for whatever reason, Enzo was never mentioned, like clued in on with the alliance name. Well, he knew he's known for a while now, <laughs> right? Because Cody Which told is... him on his HOH, I think. Yeah, yeah, no, he did because he's like, hey, just so you know, like along with the slick six, I got another one. He's like. And then Enzo, because, yeah, we talked about it. Enzo was like, yeah, man, we all got lines. Like, blah, blah. like yeah, got it. Cool. Good to know. No, I, I think this situation is best for Enzo, honestly, because, like, he's not technically in the committee, which I don't know who would, I don't know who would, like, vote him out because he's not in. Like, I don't see, you know, Tyler being like, well, you're not in the committee. So, like, yeah. I so, again, he's, like, their honorary member without any official uh membership mm-hmm. i guess but like he didn't get his id yeah. card yet like memphis pretty much said hey i have two final threes do you want in both of them like yes please so now he's good with memphis christmas and cody that's pretty ideal and so yeah i think enzo absolutely benefited the most from this situation do you think memphis so memphis thought and he could beat enzo do you think that's actually the case it's. Uh, I want to say yes. I really think so. I think it's going to depend how this jury votes because, like, based off of like game moves, I would say yeah. Like Memphis has won the competitions. He's been solid on no one's radar. Granted, Enzo has done the same, 
Um, and I think Enzo's more likable. Yes. So, I, again, that's where I think, like, it depends on how the jury's going to vote. I could see Memphis rubbing people the wrong way and them going for Enzo. But I think as far as, like, at this point in time, I would say Memphis has done more moves. While at the same time, playing a social game that doesn't feel like a social game, but he's on zero people's radars. Like, mm-hmm. nobody's going after Memphis. But you can also say the same thing to Enzo. I think both of them are, like, yeah. very equal in their th- and other people's awareness of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's an interesting alliance. I'm excited. The, like, these side alliances, I think, are thinking making things more interesting, and they're making it more likely that the shots start going towards, like, Nicole and Danny. But I think that those two are just going to become public enemy number one, which will be a little bit boring. It, it could. Uh, which I, I do want to get more into them at some point. But while we're still on the wise guys, uh, what did you think about Christmas's position within this? Because in the DR, she did, again, clarify, like, I got a final two with Tyler. And I'm staying true to that. But this final three is good, too. I mean, it's always nice it's- to have more coverage around you well yes and i i mean she you're not going to say no to a final three if it's sitting Mm -hmm. there in front of you yeah but to me this really reinforced how serious she is with getting to the final two with tyler yeah i think the tyler christmas josh and casey i think they had like a legit preseason alliance and since those two are gone those two are just like nope we're actually like for sure her end more than his but like she's ride or die she's like no you're staying and you're gonna be my guy that's that's the answer yeah which i can't i i just don't think that she beats him in any actual situation but i guess we'll see if they actually reach that point no but you look at the game that christmas played on 19 i mean she was fully ready to like let's let me go to the end with paul i'll take like so I, I don't think that scares her. I think, like, her game is, like, let me just, I'm going to take a big threat to the final two with me. And so I think, like, in Tyler's situation, this is ideal because, yeah, I think I think he beats her easily, mm-hmm. at least if I'm voting. Yeah, I, and I don't even know if that's warranted this season because I, I, I don't know if Tyler's played that strong of a game. I think he's done some really good stuff but also some not great stuff, and so that that's what's t- tough for me to stomach. Yeah, I gotta say, his, and I I said earlier that it wasn't just him, but like his, I'll I'll call it a mist over Memphis to convince him to not go after David this week was pretty brilliant. Mm -hmm. And I was a big fan. I was a big fan, again, of his reads of noticing the picking of the veto. And while him and Danny have been like, kind of publicly against each other and a haha we're coming after each other but not really but are we it's like the will they won't they of targeting each other and i think like he has his ammo now to be like i'm gonna go for it so i think like yes he's played a not like perfect game not nearly as good as last time but i do think he's positioned well to finish strong and i think if he finishes strong it almost would be more impressive if he makes it to the end based on coming into the house with the target that he had playing an all-star season and then yeah just being able to maneuver his way because it hasn't been easy for him definitely not as easy as the first time i I don't know i think 
it's tough for me to see a scenario where he actually makes it to final two. I think everybody else is set up on more sides than he is. Um, I think the only people that he can really lean on is probably Christmas and like David. So I think it would require him winning a lot towards the end for him to actually make it to the end. Um, if he did, I think he deserves the win, honestly. But that's that's what makes me nervous is it doesn't feel like he's as set up and as protected as he was last time. And to be fair, I don't. He might have been the most set up and protected player in Big Brother history going into like final eight. You know what I mean? Like everybody was cool with him. Everybody loved him. But going into this one, this final, uh part of the game like or the second part of the game like he just doesn't seem like he has it set up as well so i i think it's going to take a lot of winning and a lot maybe a lot of really good convincing and misting but it's going to be tough yeah well i mean yeah if he if he can pull christmas and david to the end which he saved david multiple times now i think it's <laughs> then i have a perfect final three called in the first three weeks of was that Our your podcast. three? Yep. No way. It was. I'm gonna be so mad. Wouldn't that be bananas? That would be. I I would call you out on like. I don't know. You cheated somehow. You saw spoilers and. I saw spoilers. Okay. You saw spoilers at the live show. It's actually a scripted show, and I just saw the script. <laughs> it is what it is. Uh, uh. While we're on the subject of Christmas and David. I really want to talk about their conversation tonight. Man, the way that that was framed, Christmas killed that conversation. Yes, and I I wish I would have been more aware of it happening on the live feeds to be able to know if it was that sincere or not. Because, yes, this was edited in a way that, like, oh, my gosh, let's talk about Christmas is missed. My goodness. Yeah. Looks like a slight uh, flurry on Christmas, you know what I mean? A little mist. I didn't, like you. I didn't feel good um, about that. I should yeah. mute myself. <laughs> I, I tried. I don't have a bell. I Okay, here's, here's what I think was so brilliant about it. Is that she got the approval from Memphis to talk to David about this. Mm-hmm. So, 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 so... I think we've seen this before where players will do this. You see the the lone player there, the one who's on the outs. Everyone knows it. He knows it, blah, 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 blah. Everyone can see how they're trying to pin it on him. She reaches out to him. She goes, hey, just so you know, blah, 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 blah. Like, I, I know you're telling the truth. I, I feel for you. I want to help you. Everyone pins it on her being like, she's just trying to get him in, you know, her side of line. She's just trying to get his jury vote, all these things. So the fact that she went to Memphis first to get, like, his approval and be like, hey, do you think this is a good idea? And he's like, oh, yeah, go for it. That's fantastic because now he, mm-hmm. she's she's covered by him to be like, hey, yeah, me and Memphis thought it was a good idea. You know, like, yeah. amazing, amazing. But, like, David doesn't know that Memphis was a part of that. And Memphis doesn't seem to be, like, socially aware enough to be like, hey, you should get my name in there, too. Because right now it looks like Christmas is the savior for David. Yep. It was, it was actually like an incredible, like incredible conversation. The way that, it, like, oh, it was edited so perfectly. So if that's how it happened, like that's insane. I, I'm, I think I'm gonna go back and check, and just see like was this real and was this really how this happened? We owe it to our listeners. 
we do. <laughs> uh, but no, I, I just thought it was, it was, it was good. And I, I think like David, uh, I don't want to say he fell for it. He kind of did, but like what she was saying was totally fair for him to be like, like it was a good, like it's a good move for him to go along with this. Oh yeah, absolutely. Because he, yes, he was framed. People are trying to make him the bad guy and be like, David is the one who flipped the vote. He's the one, blah, 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 blah. And finally, someone related to him on a human level to be like, I know you're telling the truth and I'm sorry because I get that this sucks. Mm-hmm. But, 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 but we have to be quiet about this because we're going to use this. And it makes perfect sense for David to go after Danny and Nicole and he'd be justified in that. And I think Danny and Nicole can't really be too upset about that so Mm -hmm. i think it's a win-win for him again i think christmas and memphis are banking on the fact that david gets power and is able to make a move against danny and nicole and that feels a little far-fetched at this point because his competition record has not been good Mm -hmm. but with the small chance of that like at least at least they know hey david's a number for us and not them when it comes time that the committee needs to break up which it feels like it might be happening sooner than later yeah yeah, definitely agreed. It's it's so much better for him to go that direction. I don't even know who he would target otherwise, honestly. I guess Memphis? I, I think he would still go after Memphis. But like is, just off of principle. Is that worthwhile? I don't know. Their their little battle is very interesting to me. I I would love in an alternate universe, because I it's not possible in this one, but for them to have an arc of um, repairing their relationship and then making a final two and going to the end, I would that'd be so beautiful. But again, never gonna happen because Memphis yeah. just does. Memphis does whatever he wants and he just except when Tyler convinces him, which is yeah. getting crazy. Yeah, definitely. I actually, if it's all right, I'd love to go back and talk about his little handshake deal with David. Yeah, let's talk about that. Okay, so before nominations even happen. Yeah, so Memphis uh, made a deal that. He wouldn't nominate David and that David could stick around until um, final eight or something. Or no, was there some sort of like, I, I think so. So it was another two weeks. Yeah. You'll be around for a couple more weeks, but you can't tell anyone I did this and you're the only one I'm telling this. So don't tell anyone. Cause I'll know if it gets back to me, but also uh-huh. was just planning on back to like, it was, I don't know why David was like, yeah, yeah, that makes sense. You would definitely make that deal and not ask anything of me. I I think it was David just not wanting to be nominated first. So if he's backdoored, he's backdoored, which is interesting because most people want to be nominated up front and then have a chance to play in the veto. Mm-hmm. But I think David was more like, hey, look, if you just nominate two other people, maybe there's a higher chance that people keep nominations the same. Hmm. Which turns out he was kind of correct. I, I think because like when you look at it statistically, the chances of the nomination staying the same are much higher than someone actually using the veto. Unless it's like the person on the block who has the veto. Most of the time people just want to keep it the same. Mm-hmm. So that's the at least the logic I was following where David's like, there's a chance I might be a replacement nominee and he could be lying to me. But at least I won't be on the block like right now. Mm-hmm. Um which again is just backward lot backwards logic than anyone else in the season because no one wants to be backdoor. But David's like, hey, that's a bad, I, yeah. So, and it turns out he was right because like as the week went on, his threat level in Memphis's mind did go down. Yeah, and 
Because, like, if David would have not made that deal and Memphis does put up David, there is less of a chance. Like, if Tyler wins veto, Tyler, I don't think Tyler uses the veto on David because that's too much of a bold move. But by Tyler not using the veto to save David, that's a much more subtle move. Yeah. Yeah. So I think sure. maybe David realized that. Maybe he realized, like, no one's going to use the veto on me, but they might not use the veto and to protect it would benefit me. me. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. No, I'm with you. I'm with you. David, man. Is he going around? No. Oh, okay. Still no. Still very much no. He fell I, into I some good fortune this after, week. after this week, I just want to root for him out of pity, which I know isn't right. But oh, I'd be fine with him being the first of the triple eviction. Does that mean to say? I don't know if I feel good about that. No, I, that's okay, not true. I I wanted the last till final three just so I can rub it in your face that I called the final three. I would rather him stick around much longer than a lot of people in the committee, that's for sure. I don't think that's true for me. Really? Okay. No, Cody, I want out. Yeah? I'm, I'm over Cody. He's just boring. That's fair. I like think Nicole he's really Danny, good. I, I, I think he's great, but he's boring. I want to see, like, big flashy moves. I want I don't want to see, like, a... I don't know what he does. He just sits around and sticks his tongue out. I feel like every time I hear about him having a conversation or, like, giving someone advice, it's really good advice. And to be fair, like, Derek was a boring player, and that's who he learned from. So, like, it's not the most surprising thing in the world that he's boring player. he's a boring player. Yeah. Yep, that's true. Oh, <laughs> uh, anything let's, else? Uh, well, I, I think there's. A, we can talk a little bit about after Davon's eviction because I think within the goodbye messages, there's a bit more there to discuss, especially with Danny and Nicole's current position. Um. But I think there's several layers to this. Because first, like the votes. They were the two votes that kept Avon, which in my mind is very bold. It's a very public, like, yes, we were trying to get her. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know how this goes good for them. I don't know what they were thinking. Because to me, that's just like, what are you doing? Uh, and then the goodbye messages, which doesn't feel like Davon took it well. So... Yeah, let's start with the votes. What did? Why do you think they did that? I don't know. What does it actually hurt? Kevin knows that they went that direction. I think everybody else in the committee probably knew they were going to vote that way. It wasn't like it was Tyler and Ian this time. It was just two people that weren't in their alliance, and it was. It felt like nobody. It didn't feel like anyone was like, "Oh, this is what we're doing as an alliance." I feel like it was just kind of, "Ah, one of them needs to go." Um. It probably wasn't good because it showed their cards a little bit more, but also I think it makes them less threatening now that Day's gone. I don't know. I just I, I don't think anybody's going to be too upset about it except for probably Kevin. Oh, oh I okay. I really disagree because I, I don't think people are going to be upset, but I think it's like we said. This gives people an excuse to go after them, a very public reason now. That's fair. And this house has been all about, like, we just need unanimous. Like, Danny even knows that. Danny knows, like, throw hinky votes to pin on people. But 
they should be aware that they are the two people that are starting to get things pinned on them. So why would you put yourself in a position to do that? And I think like this, the committee 100% has had conversations of, okay, how are the votes landing? How are the votes landing? Like, I don't think this was a, oh, whoever goes, it goes. Like, they wanted Davon out. Mm. And so the fact that, again, this is, I'm basing this off of the logic of this current season where it's like, do what the house wants, vote the way that the HOH wants, respect their wishes. To go against that is wild to me. And especially because like everyone has been calling it. Like Tyler's been like, hey, I think they're I think they're trying to work Davon. Christmas is like, hey, I think they're trying to work Davon. And now you see they gave her their votes. So it's like, wow, they were trying to work Davon. So to me, this doesn't like paint a new target on them, but it just like escalates the Hey, we were right. They did want Davon in here. Hmm. They did try to pin the vote on David. They did try. Like, it just gives full clarity because what, how, I don't think they can spin these two votes any other way. Yeah. I don't think there's another two people. Like, everyone is going to know it's them 100%. Yeah, that's fair. I don't know. Maybe it's like they just felt bad for turning her on David for the last week. So this was like their way to be like, sorry. I don't know. Yeah, you're right. I think there's no there's no reason. Like, there's no value that's gained from it other than, like, trying to use jury management, which I guess maybe, but was it worth it? That's what your goodbye message is for, which we will get to this. Tyler is doing, I think, a great job in his goodbye messages, but... Yeah. He's just no, outing much, the alliance. Much better than his which, last season. Yeah. Definitely learned that lesson. <laughs> Yeah, I just would expect that Danny and Nicole, like, know better. That, because if it is for jury management, I don't think it worked. Because their goodbye messages, Davon doesn't seem to, like she said, you know, target me from the front, not the back. And then Nicole lies to her, (laughs) to her face all week long. And then just in, like, the Nicole fashion, just the same way she confronted Janelle about her wedding invite, she confronted Davon yeah. through a camera. <laughs> like, that's it. That's how you want to tell her that you've been lying to her? She had a good cry for it, though, so that was, that was good. Showed really how much she cared. Well, I'm glad I drafted her in, my fan- in our fantasy league because she's going to be all the crying points. Yeah, that's true. You're raking those in. I'm not doing I'm well. Look up. I don't think I'm going to I'm going to look up right now to see how many crying points she has. It's got to be a lot, <laughs> dude. Yeah, it's probably a lot. It's probably a lot. <laughs> what should I talk about while you're doing this? I don't know. I don't know. What else you got uh, about the goodbye messages? Talk I wrote about down a little bit if you want. Davon being mad at Nicole. Yeah, I yeah. I don't know. <laughs> that's it. Yeah, that's what I've written down. I don't know where that gets me. Oh. I feel yeah. I don't know. It feels understandable to continue to lie to Davon in that situation. Cuz mm-hmm. like, yes, Davon's like, I promise you I won't be mad. All this stuff, like this is the reason that I want to do it. I just don't want to be seen blaming him when it wasn't him. Like, yeah, that all makes sense, but you're still playing a game. Like, it's just, it's difficult to be like, oh, actually, I lied to you, and I was trying to make you look like an idiot. 
by doing all of this like stuff behind your back. No matter mm-hmm. what, that's hard to do. So it, I don't know. Part of me is like Nicole. I kind of understand where you're coming from, where you just didn't tell her until the goodbye message. Okay, this is wrong. I'm sorry, but these scores are incorrect. It says Nicole has cried in three episodes. Maybe she just That's cried not... a lot in those three episodes. And then the other people who have cried three times are Bailey, Danny, and then David. Uh, it Do says Christmas. Uh, I'm sure it does if he has tears, right? I guess. Uh, it says Christmas has cried four times, Kevin has cried five times, and Avon has cried ten times. You're telling me that Nicole has cried in three episodes and Avon has cried in ten? How is that true? Nicole cries every episode. How many has Kevin cried in? Five. That doesn't feel... That feels low. I'm like... There's no way... Three episodes that Nicole has cried in? Not including tonight's. Not including no. any from this week. This this was sent out uh, five days ago, September 19th, which was Saturday. So they would have counted last Thursday's episode with when she cried to vote out Ian. Why'd you say it like that? That was a real cry. It was, yeah, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so mad. This thing is so fake. Hey, you have to go through and do the research, and if you tell him, he'll, he'll probably go back and fix it. Aaron, if you're listening, I know you are. Fix it. Of course he listens fix to the pod. <laughs> uh, anything else from this episode? I think that's Dr. All Will? And then we'll get anything into else? predictions or awards and then triple eviction prediction. Ooh, triple eviction prediction. I was going to say, was that pretty good? Well, that was pretty good. Uh, yeah, Dr. Will. Um, does he count as a legend? Absolutely. Oh, okay, good. I was just making sure. I wasn't sure our stance on the legend status of Dr. Will. I'm just disappointed. Just I'm just disappointed. I, no, I'm just... I wish I had... <laughs> I, I wish I had played into your bit as a, as opposed to just saying absolutely. I'm a little disappointed. <laughs> just like a matter of fact, like you're like, oh yeah. Can we do another much. take? Can we just do that again? I'm... All right. Okay. 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 Take two. Yeah, uh, Doctor Will, is he? Uh, you think he's a Big Brother legend? I don't know. I mean, he only won once. I, mean, I okay. Are you kidding me? He won season two. He like that was like that the was before first they even had the season. veto. It's like he barely even played the game. Yeah, so he didn't have a veto, saved himself off the block. Then he came in fourth place in All Star, being the only winner that season. And you're telling me he's not a legend? You're darn tootin' I am. You're crazy. He's the legend. Hey. No, 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 no. The bit was supposed to be you saying he's not a legend and me trying to school you. Dang it. You, take you weren't three. supposed to. Okay, take three. Alright. Uh Dr. Will. You you think he's actually a big brother legend? I honestly don't even re- didn't even recognize him. Has he played before? Yes, he's played before, you idiot. He has played every season since season 15 when he does the jury roundtable on the season finale. 
So that's like that's like Zingbot being the legend. That's like just a random. It's like the grandma from last year, or the year before, coming back. And we didn't being even a talk about Zingbot. Zingbot, Zingbot was this week. <laughs> we'll come back to Zingbot. We'll come back to Zingbot. <laughs> I literally just like I care so little about Zingbot that I forgot to even like write it down in my notes. Oh, oh my gosh. gosh. Okay, so Doctor Will is the new neighbor. I had Zingbot written down too as my in my notes, and I just still looked over it every time. I was like, "No, not worth it." No. Uh, okay. What do you think of the twist? Triple eviction, or just him being there, or the, uh, the twist? Awards? I think he said because at first he said, "You'll have a chance to play for power or prizes." I mean, I think it'll be I... interesting, and I think it's very on brand for him to be the one that's kind of leading the charge for this. Because he was always the one that would just go for rewards as opposed to power in the game. Um, I think it'll it'll make things interesting because I think a lot of these people are so comfortable that they're going to go for the awards as opposed to the power. So it wouldn't surprise me if Kevin won this like one of these competitions because he's the only one going for it. I completely agree. I thought the same thing. I was like, this is probably a good twist to balance it out. So we don't have you know, eight people gunning for it and then two people who don't have a chance but then are just like, oh, we, we need it. So, yeah, I think this has the potential to even out the playing field to throw some people off trying to get the prizes instead. Yeah, it, uh, it'll, it'll be good. It was nice to see a, a, a Big Brother legend up there, you know. It's my, nice to uh, see my that one disappointment is I kind of wish that Janelle and Kaser were still in the house because I would love to see, like, any sort of interaction with them and Dr. Will. But I think they already filmed everything that he's going to say from out there. Like, I don't think right. he's going to, like, interact with any of them in any way. Yeah, you're... No! He's renting the apartment there. Yeah, but he's he's a pretty uh, to-himself kind of guy. Are you kidding me? He doesn't like talking about himself or, like, getting out or anything or bragging <laughs> about his big brother prowess. Uh... I love the cameos okay. of him where he's just like, I'm clearly the best Big Brother player of all time. And he's just like la- naming all the reasons that he's the best to ever play, and it just amuses me to no end. Yeah, I love that he's like still playing into that character. Yeah. Even like 20 years later. That's great. Gotta That's respect great. it. Don't ever change, Will. I know you're listening. What do you want to talk about first? You want to talk about the triple eviction, or do we want to <laughs> circle back to Zingbot? Should probably circle back to Zingbot. Uh, Tiger Zing. That was rough. That made me so mad. But like, I know I go off so much about just Tiger King. competitions. Oh, okay. Just how out of touch they are. That's a very timely reference. I don't know what you're talking about. Because uh, Carol Baskin is in the is in the thing. Uh, and Christmas yeah. said that it, it's very exotic. That was a good joke, wasn't it? <laughs> it makes me so mad. <laughs> like I, like stop patronizing me, CBS. <laughs> you're acting like I'm an idiot. I this isn't. Oh, oh, because it rhymes with king. Oh, that's... Like, you know that they thought of that. Like, when, back in, when was it? April? March? I don't even remember when it came out. 
I'm pretty sure like, they're it was watching March. it and they're like, wait a minute, this rhymes with Zing. Ah oh, man, if only we were filming Big Brother right now. And then it came time and they're like, you know what, we have nothing better. I don't even think that. I think they generally thought that this was a clever idea. I wish Joe Exotic was with Zingbot. That would have been even better. Well, that would have at least been... I would have loved that. Yes. Bring it literally anyone. Don't just try to, like... I, I don't even know. I, I'd i like it better when they're promoting a CBS show. Yeah. I, I, I would have preferred that. I would have preferred, like, Tiger King be a CBS show and be like... And make sure to tune in to my new Tiger Zing show this fall on CB. I would have, that's, that makes sense to me. They're mm-hmm. getting paid to do that. But why? Why? I just, I, I got nothing. What was the best Zing? <laughs> I mean, probably Nicole's. It was a good one. I thought David's was Her really good. Voice. Yeah, Davis was good. Cody's was tough. Cody's was a little basic to me. A lot of them were basic. I think fell into the like, oh, okay, that's a that's a Yeah. What was um Tyler's? Oh yeah, he's a loser because he found love over money or something. Yeah, it was like, okay. "Oh, you always say it's better to find love over money. You just say that cuz you're a loser or something." like ah good one Um, you know that cut him real deep he's a sensitive guy yeah memphis is a big piece of number two (laughs) david loved that one david's uh reaction in the dr was much funnier than the actual zing i thought yeah that's that's probably accurate because he he started doing his memphis impression he's like oh you can't use my shower. And I was like, what are you talking about, David? Yeah. <laughs> That's like, <laughs> you want to you talk about something? <laughs> <laughs> you okay, buddy? <laughs> you, need, you need to process this? Yeah. Oh, and then Enzo's was just like, oh, you're old and you still call yourself the Meow Meow. I'm like, oh, good one, Sigma. Yeah. Oh, uh, Christmases was. The reaction to Christmases was fun. The edit was fantastic. Everybody's like, we need to live with their Zingbot. Like, what are you doing? Yes. The issue I have with it, and I know I've talked about this before, is like, you want to talk about privilege and getting to be a felon and then having people laugh at your rage. Yeah. And still like, still just being joke it off like it's a, ha ha, she's pretty angry, lol. It's almost like she got convicted for it, lol. Like, yeah. It feels weird laughing about that. Yeah. Oh. I hope she doesn't physically assault us. Ha ha ha. Gosh. <laughs> Kevin's was boring. Oh yeah, because his his was like just about him being boring, right? Yeah. Danny was that she was old. That that felt like just like oh that's not even like clever that's just mean. <laughs> like, yeah, that felt a little low, but that's all right. <laughs> <laughs> what was Davon's? I don't even remember Davon's. Um, I can't remember it either. I, it wasn't great. It was just kind of like, oh, good one. A lot of them were just like, oh. No, I great. was very disappointed. Like very disappointed, and not that I like love Zingbot, but like every like there's some that I still think about. 
that are like, I mean, last last year we did a whole ranking on them, and I'm sure you can go back and listen to that episode if you want of like our top five and yeah, like there's some good ones, but this one was like, I don't think there's a single one that I would put in like a top ten list. Yeah, Nicole's and David's are probably the closest for me. Nicole's was. I think just satisfying for people who hate Nicole, though. I don't know if it was actually a good zing. Yeah, like, I don't know if it was clever. It was just fun to see them get hurt. That was you know? one of the saddest things I've ever heard you say. But that just is, am I wrong? to see them people, in pain. <laughs> people want that from Nicole right now. <laughs> like, the, the, the unity within the Big Brother community is that Nicole's game might be blown up because of what happened this week. Yeah, people I guess. People want her. Yeah, like, that. that's it. That's sad, man. I feel bad for her how much everybody hates her, but then she talks and I'm like, not even because she's annoying, honestly. It just, it feels like everything she says that comes out of her mouth is crap. And that's what bothers me. I don't know. She feels not genuine. Anyways, we don't need to get into that any further. (laughs) You want to do awards Uh, and then predictions of triple evictions? Let's do it. All right. Just the usual old awards? Yeah, I think we'll do Best Outlook, Worst Week, Furniture. That sounds all good to me. So, um... When do we want to do our America's Favorite Player picks? Yeah, I mean, I feel like that's probably the week before finale, right? Okay. I think so. All right. Because that's not something we'll pick every week, right? No, I just was wondering how early we wanted to do it. It's fine if we wait. Okay. All right, you go first. What are we starting off with? Best Outlook? Best Outlook. I'm going to go start off Best Outlook. Cody. Cody. Yeah. I can't imagine anybody going for him. I feel like he's protected on all sides. Everybody's in good with him, and the people that aren't, I'm not worried about because he's not. They're on their like top three people that they would go for. Okay, I'm gonna go with Enzo. We talked about it earlier. I think this wise guy double alliance is benefits him the most of all of them. And I think he's got a chance to beat Memphis if that is the final two. I don't know how well he beats other people, but I think he's got a very solid chance of making it far. Mm. I don't think he's on many people's radars. I think almost anyone is a higher target at this point. Danny, Nicole, Tyler, Christmas, David, Kevin. Like, There's only a few people where I'm like, oh, that's debatable. That's fair. So, I'm feeling good about Enzo. Alright. Uh, it still makes me nervous that he's not in the committee. Actual committee? Yeah. Yeah. Because if everybody's still too scared to take shots and they get down to seven and, like, Christmas... Mm, I don't know. I feel like there's somebody that could win. I'm, would, like, if Nicole I'm won, just... I think she'd still be too scared. And I think she'd go for Enzo more than anyone That's else. That's true. I'm just so doubtful that the committee's actually going to be the final six because okay, maybe just because that's never happened before. Fair. And that could be just 
poor on my part to predict it, but I'm just like, there's there's zero percent chance. And I, it's getting close because there's only three people not in the committee right now. Mm-hmm. But I, I really think we're going to see someone from the committee go next week. Okay. Well, I mean, at the triple eviction, I don't think it's going to go David Kevin Enzo. So that'll ruin it, I think, well, in general. Well, you think, you think, I mean, with what you're saying, you think that's possible. No, I wasn't thinking the, I, I wasn't even thinking about that being an option. Like, the, okay. the triple eviction, I didn't take that into account. Yeah. Because that, that no. would be an absurd, like, one, two, three. Yeah, yep. I completely, yeah. So I think it, it's all but guaranteed that he makes it farther than at least one person in the committee. Mm-hmm. Uh, which means, wow, so next week we'll have final six. Yeah. That's wild. It's not surprising. I feel like there's three more weeks after that. Yeah, that just that just speeds up. Wow. I never really processed how quick we're going to have a two-hour episode, this. and then we're going to have to record like a two-hour episode next week. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> That'll be fun. Uh, who you got for worst week? Worst week, uh, I'm, I'm doing Nicole. I think... I I think with this vote, it it lingered on much longer than it needed to go. People have done people have lied about their votes. People have you know, but for her, she could not get past it, and that was the to- that was the topic of conversation all the way up until eviction, and still in her goodbye message. And I think if she makes it far, it's still going to be a topic of conversation in the jury house. I think that could tank her season. And I think Danny actually made it out better than her because at least Danny didn't get any like actual blood on her hands other than like association. And yes, it was mostly her idea, but like Danny's sitting good because she's like, Hey, I was HOH. I didn't vote. And so I think, I think Nicole is not looking so hot. Yeah. And I think she's the clear choice. I'm just going to go Danny as the second worst. So that's fair for most of the reasons that you just said, like she was involved in that. And I mean, she made that vote to take out Kevin at the end, which doesn't seem, like you said, a good move. Um, And then furniture. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah, yeah, you can think about it. Probably Cody? Yeah, that was going to be mine. Yeah. He wasn't around much. Like, there were a few conversations with him, but we're reaching the point of the season where it shows them talking to everyone that's in the house every week. Yeah, I think he probably had some initial conversation with Memphis when the week started, and then I think the Wise Guy Alliance, but yeah. Uh, my furniture, up until this episode, all week, because I, I try to pay attention throughout the week, like who's getting less airtime? It was really going to be Christmas, but tonight's episode I think pushed her up a bit. Yeah. Um, so I'm actually going to go with Enzo. Which doesn't feel great, but like there's really not a, like everyone else seems to have gotten a lot of gameplay in. Mm-hmm. David was a huge part. Tyler, Nicole, and Danny obviously. So yeah, I'm just gonna go with Enzo. Love it. Okay, triple eviction predictions. Triple eviction predictions. How do you predict this? <laughs> I'm just going to, we're each just going to pick the three people in what order we think we're, they're going to get evicted, and we're probably going to be wrong. 
Can we pick the same three people? Is this a draft? What's the deal? We can pick the same three people, just not the exact same order. Okay. Do we go one at a time? <laughs> I don't know how this works. No, just name the what? Are, what three? In what order do you think are gonna go? Okay. I think Kevin is gonna go first. Then. I think Danny is going to go second. After that, I think it's David. <laughs> it's probably very wrong. <laughs> Kevin, Danny, David. All right. <coughs> you're dying over there before Man. you're able to mute your mic. Yeah, that I was... gotta say, you've been doing a great job mutant on those coughs. Man, I've been last... dying over here. Um, <laughs> alright, so that's what you said. After you that started, I was like, dang it, Kevin is obviously the first choice. And then you said Danny, I was like, dang it, Danny's obviously the second that's choice. That's why I offered, you wanna go one at a time? You're like, no, no, just give your picks. <laughs> I gave you an out. Alright, so, no, actually, because of the way that they're doing this next HOH where there's rewards, Kevin's gonna win. And Kevin's going to nominate. <laughs> yeah, who's going to nominate? I think Danny's going first. Wow, really mixing it up on the order. Uh, and then next we're going to have Tyler go. Oh. Followed by Kevin. Okay. Two of the same people, yeah, but a different order. This isn't as no, exciting as I thought it was going to be. <laughs> I didn't say Tyler. I know, but I have Danny and Kevin. Oh, okay. No, I think Kevin's the obvious one for first, because I think like going into the triple eviction, they don't know what's happening. Yeah. So they're going to treat this like a normal week. It's, gonna, where yeah. it's like, Kevin's got to go, because that's their booting order. And after that, I think the first time... It's a double eviction, or like the the second eviction, I guess. That's where it's like we can make a move, and then by the third time, they might want to play it safe again. That's that's, fair. that's my logic with yeah, this. that makes sense. Because then they're like, okay, we can't make too many bigger moves. We have to like, okay, let's just back to. Here's my question: Do you think it's gonna go the way that a double eviction usually goes, where it's just a quick hoh and veto, and then we just get to it? Or do you think there's a chance that they do an eviction a different way? Maybe like, hey, I'm just throwing, I'm just spitballing here. <laughs> Maybe there's like three people on the block and then two of them go. Maybe it's not even like a vote. Maybe there's like a competition or something. Like all I'm saying is all we know is that it's a triple eviction. We don't know... I think the assumption is that it's going to go the way double evictions go, but I yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if something new happens. I think the two-hour episode leads me to believe that it's going to be like a classic double eviction, and they just have more time for it. Um, but that could obviously be wrong. I was wondering, what if they had a battle back with just these three people? So these oh. three people throw down... Or these three people all get voted out, and then at the end of the episode, they have a, an immediate battle back between these three. So it only ends up being a double eviction. 
Okay. Or what if they even do like four people get evicted during the episode and then those four battle, so then one person comes back, so it only ends up being a triple. Yeah, the the interesting thing is also the way they're going to do competitions because with most double evictions, the competition reset is, I mean, like they spend days in the backyard building these comps sometimes. Mm-hmm. And with a double evasion, it's usually like half of the yard is just for like a simple, like, I don't know, a memory HOH. Like, yep. okay, write down how many blah, blah, blah. And then the, the other half of the backyard is like a quick veto that they can do. Um, I don't know how they're going to pull out four different competitions. What if they run the same veto twice? Oh my gosh, that'd be insane. Yeah. It's going to be interesting to see logistically how they do all of it. Mm-hmm. They just do a live do hide and go four veto. competitions. They wouldn't do live hide and go veto. I don't think it's possible. No. That would take forever. Yes, it would. Because it takes them a lot of tries to actually find the veto. Yep. It takes them like hours. Especially that when you're Brett and you're tossing vetoes, stuff all over. That was just genius. We don't need to get into it, but that was so funny. Oh, wow. All right. I'm excited. Yeah. Are we wrapping up? I think so. Did you have anything <laughs> I further? I nothing else. What'd you say? I wasn't listening. What? We, we were talking to each other. Yeah, let's call I it. Gosh, you weren't said. listening. Okay. Well, let's be done. <laughs> I was refreshing the live feeds, but I don't think we're going to get anything until the West Coast is done airing. What is that? Does the West Coast air at a different time? Yeah, they air like two hours past us. Why? And so I've always heard people say that, but I've never actually thought about like that's that's a weird thing that happens. Is it, it is because it would thing. be at like five o'clock? Wait, what? It would be at five if it aired at the same time as us. It would be airing at like five p.m. There is that just oh, too yeah. early? So they yep. push it back a couple hours. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, but sometimes yeah, so they give it to us right away. Yes, you're right nailed it but i don't know the big brother live feeds there's not a lot of logic or rules behind it it's kind of whatever they want to do i mean fair so i'm refreshing twitter and everyone's like oh they'll be on after the west coast i'm like how do you know that but okay i trust you you're probably right you're probably right (laughs) because i'm not good at insider information on big brother my insider source told me that young sheldon was going to be on this season we want to bring that full circle Thanks for bringing that full circle. I just wish Coach was out there. <laughs> Big brother legend Coach, and he just walks out. <laughs> <laughs> He's the neighbor. <laughs> yep. Everybody doesn't know. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. The dragon slayer. Okay. I'm wrapping this up. Sounds good. More episodes, visit notgamealpersonal.com. We're on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you listen to podcasts, really. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram, NGAPpod. And we might follow you back. No promises. I'm Nathan. This is Tony, and we'll see you uh, next time. Get out of here. <laughs>